welcome to Saltiful. Hey, can you hear me okay? Why are you pooping in the beginning of the show again, Toya? <laughs> my sister's supposed to be coming across the bottom of the screen. She already knows. Like, where's my little dancing lady or something? You know, we had the turkey before. What? <laughs> oh, we did. <laughs> don't, don't remind yeah. me about that turkey. Be here. Let's go. <laughs> don't don't remind her about the turkey. We just had her delete that darn turkey yesterday. <laughs> turkey, 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 turkey. turkey. Hey, you know, I'm here for it. Thank you, Kim. Y'all, I'm Toya. Welcome to Sultiful. All my stuff is just off today. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Janet. I am Latoya, the other one. <laughs> and I am Kimberly Lawson. Sultiful. OG. OG, ain't that true? <laughs> Man, thank you, Kim, so much for being here. We're so excited about the upcoming conference summit. Oh, I'm excited. So, so Kim, you know, tell us, this is a special edition. This is a special episode, if you don't know. Toya, Toya, isn't that exciting, Jane? Isn't that exciting? The special episode, first one of the year. Kim, tell us a little bit about the conference. This, this, okay, yeah. so Women of Influence Summit 2023 is happening Saturday, February the 4th in South Metro Atlanta. I'm so excited. This is a one-day comprehensive day of learning, leadership, networking, and collaboration. So I go to events several times out of the year. Sometimes I'm an attendee. Sometimes I'm a speaker. I'm an MC. I'm a moderator. So I've attended many conferences, many summits, um, workshops, you know, the verbiage is different, but the end goal should always be the same. And so sometimes I learn a lot and I'm just like, wow, that was amazing. That was the best thing that I've ever been to. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, if I had bought a ticket, I might ask for a refund because I don't know what the end goal was. So, you know, it's one of those mixtures of things. And so I decided a few years ago that it was time for me to do my own thing. And I created Women of Influence. It was a virtual summit. It was international. I had women from all over the globe dropping nuggets in um, interviews. And so that was successful. We had over 200 viewers of that virtual summit. Um, for it to be the very first one, I consider that to be a success. And so it was time to pick something else to do, to do another event. And it was laid on my heart that, you know what, Women of Influence needs to spin the block one more time, as they say. So we are bringing it to South Metro Atlanta. It is going to be in person. The speaker lineup is phenomenal. If I was only selling you a ticket for you to sit in the room with these dynamic women all day long and learn, that would be more than worth the ticket price. However, because I always do more. I am honoring women who have been influential in business as well as in their community. So I am doing an awards in there and I'm giving out the very first Women of Influence Inspired Award. 
because the definition of an influencer is someone who inspires others to take action. These women have inspired others to take action in business and in their community. So I'm putting you in the room with them. I'm honoring these queens, giving them their flowers while they're alive. We are still at the ticket price more than double. However, there is still more that is jam-packed into this one day. So I have Black women-owned businesses that are coming to showcase their products, to make sales, to make these connections. And I have three young mini-preneurs that will be featured at the summit. Um, hey, Self-made chicks. We have a 12-year-old and a um, soon-to-be nine-year-old who have their own little business. They will be at the summit for three hours selling their product, um, having that experience of being out in the public, um, getting that exposure. And then we have um, another business. Um, Michelle Andrea is going to be there selling her products and things. So I have two minipreneur businesses that are going to be there, but there's still more. <laughs> there is always more. There are door prizes that are going to be going out. We have breakfast. We have lunch. Um, you are going to have an opportunity to not only network, but to build that collaboration. Every single lady that is a part of this summit she and I have connected in another circle in some form or fashion. And, you know, press is going to be there. Awesome. Press is going to be there. You know, um, HEL Plus Magazine is coming to report. I'm waiting to hear back about a, a television reporter who wants to come. We're trying to get the green light from the producer. Um, several podcasters and YouTube are going, YouTubers are going to be there. Uh, we're getting greetings from the um, head of the Small Business Association for the state of Georgia, Ms. Terry Dennison, is sending her greetings. The mayor of the city is going to be there. This is going to be a phenomenal day. The mayor says? Huh? The mayor's going to be there. The mayor is going to be there. The mayor That's of the cool. city in which we are holding the summit mm -hmm. is going to be there. Like every day I'm making calls, I'm still pulling people in because my goal is to give you more than what you have paid for. Why should you ever just leave with what you paid for? You should get a little bit extra. And, you know, again, it's all about collaboration all throughout the day. Networking is mixed in there. Shop with the vendors. Get to know your neighbors work on another collaboration. Um, and it's, it's, I'm so excited. I mean, to say the least, I'm exhausted, but I'm excited <laughs> because I know that every woman and man, because man, I do have a few men that are coming, if they are in the room and they digest what I am serving up in this summit is going to change their life, change their business. They're going to be a game changer in their community. Amen. Play. Amen. Amen. And that's what's up. Speaking of in the room, I understand there's some women of influence in, in the room here. Today. Yes, there are some women of influence in the room. Well, we need to bring them on up here so we can hear from them. Yes. So, yes. 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 So, so intro, Let tell us about this first beautiful young lady. So the first um, beautiful young lady that is coming up is Shakira, the messenger, and she is 
an actress, a producer. She's a storyteller. She is a Haitian American uh, storyteller with an affinity for um, African stories. She has been recognized by the NAACP um, ABC's Network Talent Showcase for her writing, performing in four shows at the Alliance Theater, holds a BA in marketing, has worked for brands like Birchbox, because I know y'all heard of that one. Um, Carol's daughter, you may have heard of her, you may have heard of that product. And now, while she still performs and writes frequently, is a marketing consultant at the Russell Center, an organization dedicated to the success of Black businesses. That sounds like she's an influencer to me. So she's Amen. here. Yes. Let's, let's bring our dear sister on up. Yes. Awesome. Hi, Shakira. <laughs> Hi. She just so you much in with that smile. She just gets mm-hmm. you from the second that she's in the room with you. You're just like, okay, I want to know what you're doing. Let's do it all together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's still kind of a a shock, a woman of influence is such a high honor. So thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. And thank you, Kimberly, for um, making me a part of this amazing conference. Awesome. Thank you for accepting the call to action because everyone that is called cannot um, bear the weight of what comes with that. And you did it um, with grace. And I'm so appreciative to have you be a part of this because you have inspired others. You are inspiring others every day. And I thank you for that. Oh, man. I'm about to cry. Kudos. Before you cry, before you cry, it's okay to cry. Every emotion is important. But before you cry, can you please just tell us a little bit about your background, if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, so I am Haitian-American. I um, grew up in a very Haitian household, Creole being my first language. Um, and I have a very strong love for my culture. Uh, I went to school in New York. I was raised in New Jersey. I went to school for marketing because storytelling is, it's something that I love um, and something that I believe that I'm good at. Um, And so that's why I, I went into marketing and business. And I also discovered that I loved being a performer. I loved acting. I loved singing. I loved writing poetry. So in college, um, I was commissioned to write for the NAACP for my chapter. Um, It's also there where I was able to form some performance arts groups because my major was in marketing and not in theater. I wasn't really allowed to join the theater uh, program in the theater, the theater that was happening there. So I was able to start my own and started acting. Um, And in New York, I went traveling with a show called Platanos and Collard Greens for about four five years. Um, And then I got a job with Carol's daughter, shout out to Miss Lisa Price in sales and marketing, and then went on to Birchbox, more in sales and marketing. And then I realized, man, I don't really care for the the corporate life. Um, I really enjoy performing. So I stopped doing that and um, started performing full time and have done a few shows at the Alliance Theater. And then I realized, man, I really love um, helping people and I do still have this business background. So how do I combine those two? And so I started working with the Urban League here in Atlanta, um, providing marketing consulting services. And now ultimately at the Russell Center, um, 
a center that is dedicated to black and brown entrepreneurs. Sis, that sounds like a lifetime of work and you don't <laughs> you don't look more than 21. Lord have mercy. Oh, praise God. Thank you. What Kim, what am I doing wrong? Like I'm 42. I, I ain't did all that, Kim. Girl, you look good. Don't do that. This is not the platform to be um subjugating. This is not it. No. You look great. You look I, I'm blessed that you have accomplished so much. You know, you've been um, you know, intentional about your life. And um, and that that encourages me. So that is a blessing, sis. Oh, thank amazing, you so amazing. Much. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Kim, what's next? What's the next question? So, so Shakira, I, you know, until I um got to know you a little bit better, I did not realize that you were Haitian American. And one of my best friends is actually Haitian. And she inspired the character in my second book, um, mm -hmm. who was from Haiti. So I would like to know what um what about your um, upbringing, your being, you know, from this Haitian family? Um, what inspired the work ethic that you have today? Yeah. Oh, man. Being Haitian is a blessing and a curse because in every Haitian, and I'd argue every Caribbean household, you are really only recognized if you are one of three things. That is a lawyer, that is a doctor, and that is an engineer. And if you are not one of those three things, honey, you are nothing. So <laughs> growing up was really, oh gosh, it was, it was tough because school was drilled into us. If I didn't come home with an A, it was a problem, all right? Uh, Bs were unacceptable. So, and, and that is a blessing in, in a sense, right? Because it teaches you some work ethic and, that's where my work ethic comes from. That's where my intention comes from. Um, my family also, we've got a lot of family still in Haiti. So sending money back and giving back and, you know, when they come over, taking care of them, it gives me a sense of humanity. Um, and I love it. I love that. You said giving back. That's like a huge thing. I know I was only supposed to ask you one question, so I tell you don't give me the microphone. <laughs> um, I, I, I have I have one other question for you, Shakira, then I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself, Toya. Um, so in the sense of giving back, what words do you have for a young Haitian girl right now watching this interview? that has dreams of being something other than a lawyer, an engineer, or a doctor. What encouraging words do you have mm. for that young girl? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'd say spend some time with yourself. Find out what you really love, um, what you're really, really into, and then do it. Do it. Whatever it is that you are thinking about whatever it is that you know you've had your mind on for some time just put put a toe in and see what that feels like and if it feels good it is for you and continue to do it I just think that was such um, awesome advice. And, and I'll just say, um, I'm, I'm from South Florida, Shakira. So my, my neighborhood was was mostly um, Haitian and Jamaican. And yeah, man, and I'm so grateful for that. I just, I feel like the Haitian community, everybody was just so humble and the food was so good. Yeah, oh <laughs> food. And so so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful um, for you and the Haitian community. And I'm grateful that you are a woman of influence and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the summit. 
So um, thank you so, so much. Bless you, sis. Thank you. Thank yes. you for having me. Wonderful yes. meeting you all. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, Kim, who's next? All right. So we have coming to the stage next, Dr. C. Nicole. Dr. C. Nicole was born and raised in Los Angeles. She attended UC Berkeley, where she obtained a BA in social welfare. Then she obtained a master's in social work from USC because Dr. C. Nicole believed that a great physician treats the entire patient. Girl, don't make me testify. With her passion heightened and reinforced, she went on to achieve her um, medical degree at USC and completed her pediatric residency at UCLA. Mic drop, Dr. C. Nicole. Hello. Welcome. 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 Thank Dr. you for having me. Yes. Dr. C., if you will, same, if you can tell us a little bit about your background, your upbringing. Yes. Well, first, it's always like so overwhelming to listen to somebody read about you, right? Um, but I mean, you know, like uh, what was said, I'm from LA, uh, born and raised. I moved out here because I met a man and fell in love and, um, you know, started here at Kaiser uh, in Southwest Atlanta. I've been here about six years and um, just, you know, I'll be honest, have kind of initially had a really, really difficult time with the transition, the change in food, the change in traffic. And yes, you guys actually have worse traffic than we do in L.A. Um, and then uh, just kind of just getting used to the the patients that I'm seeing, the resources available and just kind of the difference and lack of um resources, specialists, doctors in one area versus another area. Um, that was all very, very new to me. Um, but um, what I did start to see a great deal of once I moved here is patients who um, uh, struggled with obesity. And um, it just really kind of, I guess, awakened uh, a different interest. And I really started to want to learn more about why our community is affected at higher rates, why it is so difficult to treat, um, why doctors have a hard time working with patients and patients finding the right doctors. And, and so that kind of led me to um, kind of embrace studying a little bit more and, and um, you know, taking uh, fellowship courses for obesity medicine. Um, and so that is what I do now. I do still see uh, kids, uh, but I also spend a great deal of my time educating others, talking about going out in the community, um, just really trying to kind of create a safe place for uh, members of our community to talk about, learn about, um, reach out about, and get help with overweight and obesity. Thank you for your work, first of all. I don't see a lot of Black women in the space, the obesity space. Is it just me, y'all? No, you're, I mean, you're right. You know, okay. first of all, I will say that um, I actually was just looking at this statistic earlier. So there's about a million doctors in the U.S., um, so a million. And I think right now we're up to about 6,000 obesity medicine uh, physicians. And then of that 6,000, I, I think I would be generous to maybe give 1,200, um, you know, Black, but I don't, you know, but it is definitely not not a whole lot of us. Mm -hmm. mm. Toya? Yes. Um, so with this being the Women of Influence Conference, 
who has been your most influential person to take you on this journey? Mm, that's a fantastic question. Um, ooh, yeah, and it's somebody not in medicine at all. Um, so I think for me, um, somebody that I look to as being influential, I think might be Issa Rae. I don't know. I mean, so, you know, again, being from LA, I actually uh, went to school with her, uh, but a little bit, you know, kind of knowing her background and her vision and kind of being someone who started off saying like, this is what I'm interested in. And, you know, her parents being like, nah, you're going to go into medicine. And she was like, nah, that's not what I want to do. Um, but, you know, kind of having a goal, but not having a bunch of resources, support, and then saying, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, and I think that it is, she's somebody who influences me on a regular basis because um, I think in the medical space, especially, you know, being a woman is challenging, right? Like, and then when you add being a black woman, when I tell you the number of people every single day, even though I'm wearing a white coat, I have on a stethoscope. Hey, so nurse, like, when is the doctor going to come in? And it's kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, well, that's me. Hi, how are you? And, you know, trying to have to convince people every day that you're qualified, um, that you belong. And it's not patients. It's also other doctors. It's, you know, your chiefs like and having to have that walk, that fight every day um, is a challenge. And it's it's discouraging at, at times. Like I can't tell you um, probably three times a week. I say, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I give up. I, I'm going to go into something else, you know, but um, I think, you know, seeing so many black women kind of open their own doors and say, I have a goal and I don't know if I need support and I don't know if I need money and I don't know if I need a whole bunch of other people who look like me, but I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm going to keep trying until I get where I'm supposed to be. That is amazing. <laughs> I, I guess I'll, um, in the tech industry, we kind of deal with that too, right? With um, it's, it's it's male, white dominated. But I just like you're a doctor, like you have the creds, like for real. That's what they gonna do. Wow! So kudos to you for for you know continue to walk through that daily on a daily basis, not giving up and being there for us. Yeah, like you. I said, I don't know anybody. Um, when I think about people in the obesity doctor, I think about like again an old white man tell mm -hmm. me I'm fat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank you, thank you, Janet. Do you, do you have any questions, sis? Um, I would mostly what well, I would ask: When in obesity, are you finding that it's more hereditary, or are you finding that it's just life choice? Oh, that is a fantastic question that I love answering. Um, it is 100% more hereditary. Um, you know, there's so many factors. And one of the reasons why I love what I do is because I get to be different. Um, you know, one of the things that makes it so hard for people who have overweight or have obesity is that sense of being judged, right? And then when you add being Black and already having that distrust of like, is this person really 
going to tell me something that's going to help me? Do they, are they interested in seeing me be, you know, get better or not? It is, it's hard. Um, and, you know, so me understanding that it's not lifestyle at all. Um, and, you know, I can prove that any day of the week because you can easily and have a family. Like how many of us have seen a family, two parents, multiple kids, everybody's eating the exact same thing. Everybody goes out and all playing a sport. We all have the same lifestyle, but maybe the one parent and one of the kids, you know, but again, everybody's eating the exact same thing. Everybody is going out and walking to school. But so why is this one child versus their siblings, um, you know, struggling? Why is the one parent versus the other? It is hereditary. It's genetics. It is how many antibiotics we had. It is what type of delivery mom had. There's so many factors that go into why someone has overweight and obesity and really being able to sit someone down and explain it. Like, I think it takes such pressure off, right? Because as a person, as a patient, like it's bad enough when you're struggling with something and then to have someone look at you as though it's your fault. Like we don't tell someone with asthma, it's their fault. We don't tell someone, you know, with, um, you know, Crohn's disease that it's their fault. So why do we repeatedly tell people with obesity that it's their fault? It's not. That was helpful for me. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Wow. Kim, brown us off. What, what questions do you have, sis? Uh, I, I have a question, but can we just acknowledge the cheat bone? This has six kids. Let me, let me solo them cheekbones, sis. Yes. Do you see those cheekbones? This has six kids. Do you see the glow in those cheekbones? Hey. Can we just acknowledge that for a moment? Thank you. Beautiful. Yes. So, I, you know, tell us, um, Dr. Nicole, what are two things that busy women and mothers can do right now that will help them get on track to a healthier lifestyle and something other than like you know put down the fried chicken and start working out like two simple practical things that a mom can do you know to incorporate in her life that will get her on this journey i think the First thing is to pick something small that you can be consistent at, right? Like at the beginning of the new year, we all do it, like every single one of us. Like it's the new year is January 1st. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to do this. And we pile all these things. I'm going to pray more with my kids. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, And we pile all these things and we're able to do it for like a couple of weeks. But then reality sets in, this kid gets sick, we get this at our job and like, we can't be consistent. And that's what gets in the way, in my opinion, of a lot of things, like a lot of our goals is that we are so used to as black women saying that we can do it all. So we set out to do it all. Um, and the same goes with weight and our health. Like we have this long list because like we're used to always having a list that we can check things off. But I think the biggest piece of advice and one of the things that I do with patients is let's take a step back. Like, let's actually just pick something small that we can commit to for 30 days. Like, and just one thing, and don't feel bad that it's only one thing. Cause guess what? That one thing turns into two, but in 30 days turns into 60. And if we start there, you know, then we can be successful versus if we pile too much on ourselves at one time. Um, and then the second thing I would say is to kind of, um, 
seek help like by way of like a doctor that you trust, even if it's just your primary, but, you know, get screening, um, know where you are. So, you know, what it is you are treating. Like I don't treat weight and I tell people all the time and we should as black women should not be concerned about weight. Weight does not kill us. Being a size 12 does not kill us. Diabetes kills us. Um, but if we've never or had our A1C checked, if we haven't been in a while to get our cholesterol levels, like we don't know how to treat what it is that's killing us. So those would be my two pieces of advice. Awesome, awesome. Doctor, I know this was just a few seconds, but we thank you so much. Great information. <laughs> And I know about y'all, but I'm looking forward to the conference. I'm looking forward to the summit. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Dr. Nicole. You know, let it drop. Um, make sure all the listeners that you tune in to the summit that you get your ticket because there is a special virtual session with Dr. C. Nicole where she hey. will be dropping more of these gems that will help you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Doc. Who's next, Kim? Who we got? Woo! Are you ready? We ready. Because I brought you an actress and a producer. You did. Um, then I brought up the doctor. Doctor. Um, you know, so how about Ms. Corporate Washington, D.C., Francesca Sparkle? Does she sparkle? Yeah. Hey, she does. Hi, hi, everyone. How are she, you? She, she does sparkle. Since 2018, Francesca's nonprofit has donated more than 200,000 of in kind throughout the U.S. These fundraised proceeds go directly to foster care children, single mothers, and working parents facing poverty or violence. In 2022, Francesca Sparkle has been crowned Miss Corporate Washington, D.C in the Miss Corporate American pageant, and she has been honored as one of the women doing it big and presented an award by Emmy-nominated singer, Chrisette Michelle. Wow. These women. You connected to all these women, Kim. Lawson, yes, goodness I, What? And I am bringing all of them to the room for you for one day. Like the song said, one night only, for one day only. All one day of only. In the room. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Dropping these gems. Francesca, you know the first question. Girl, tell yeah. us a little bit about your background. Oh, okay. Well, um, I am, I have been in my nonprofit, Israel's Promised Land Foundation, for since 2018, um, as just was mentioned. And um, I started... Um, my pageantry and working within public speaking when I was um, a kid. My mother and um, has always had me uh, doing a lot of service um, since I was a child due to the fact that my um, great-grandfather had a church in Washington, D.C., and they actually ended up changing the name of the street from um, First Street Southeast to W.W. Floodway. So we've been very privileged here in the city to be able to work um, and redemption programs for returning citizens and also with foster care youth and with single mothers. And that has just always been a passion of mine. I became a mom myself um, when I was 14 going on 15 years old. So that was my own journey and my own struggle, but I turned that, um, that hiccup or that detour in, of my life 
into the passion to be able to let women know that you can still make it. You can still go to college. You can still have a business. You can still be successful. And you can also still go after your dreams. Although I was in pageants, being young, my dream was cut short of going to the Miss America pageant due to the fact that I was a um, teen mother and they don't allow you to be a single parent nor be married. So um, gratefully, the sister pageant, um, the Miss Corporate America pageant, knocked on my door, let me know that I was still invited um, to be there and to also utilize my platform to go over there and to let young women know that, you know, you are redeemed and, you know, God says so. So I'm very grateful to be on that path. And um, now I'm a debutante coach at uh, T.D. Jake's Potter's House, and I'm on my way of becoming um, a minister. I'll speak to this. Amazing. Toya? Yes. Well, you know, my question is the same. Um, if you, as a woman of uh, influence, name one person that's put you on this path, um, this incredible journey that you just described. One person. I would say that God put me on this path. I would like to give that that honor to well, <laughs> yeah no really because i think that sometimes we put too much faith in man and mankind or woman and i know that if it wasn't for god i wouldn't be here because you know i would be lying if i said that people in the church always had my best interests or that they were always kind to me and that would i would not be being honest if i said that you know so you know sometimes it's the people that look like us and sometimes it's the people that don't look like us that can be cruel to us on our journey so um, much like the, the doctor that just came before us, you would be shocked, you know, um, what was carrying on the outside of me was something that could be seen. But, you know, the other sins, whether it's stealing, killing, or, you know, STD or something like that, that someone else might have been able to hide, you know, my pregnancy showed on the outside of me. So, you know, um, there's times, even if I take my daughter to the DMV, they're like, you're her sister, where's the birth certificate, you know? And so I have to always bear that cross, but that's okay because, you know, you have to become okay with your journey. You have to be okay with people at questioning you and asking you and putting those stigmas on you. But I've learned to hold my head high and with God's help, I continue to hold it high. Woo, amen. <laughs> Janet? Um, I have two questions and I'm not sure since I only get one which one to ask you, um, but I'll give you both and then you decide which one you'd like to ask. Um, in regards to the event that you had with the Neighborhood Commerce Institute, why did you choose Nick Cannon to bring instead of um, Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt since they are big in the foster care adoption? And then my other question for you would be, have you ever thought about going or going after the pageant industry in changing their platform of now allowing single mothers or unwed mothers or unwed women um, to join the, to be a contestant? Yes. To the second question I have, but I believe that you need to become a lady of strong influence. And so I'm praying that my future sister in Christ, Sarah Jakes, will help me be able to change that narrative because her platform is bigger than mine. Um, so I believe that people don't tend to care until you're dead or you have created a true level of influence. 
So when God gives me that platform where I am, where I do have the notoriety where people care, then yes, um, that's something, that's one of the first things. I have a long list of things that, you know, I plan on sitting down talking about because there's times I've tried to donate to church um, where people have given me items and because of the things that they've had on their Instagram, churches didn't want to receive those items, whether it was clothes or shoes, you know, they let children struggle due to the um, the Instagram or the Facebook or, you know, the image that they felt the brand carried. Um, so that's something I intend on sitting right on down at CNBC and talk about, you know, of our godly people. So that's one. And then two, um, the reason why I chose Nick Cannon is because when I worked with NCI, um, Neighborhood Commerce Institute, that is a well-known um, person. Uh, Nick Cannon has been working with Neighborhood Commerce Institute for a while. So we had easy access to him. Awesome. Great question, Janet. What you got, Kim? Janet took my question. Can't believe Janet did that. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to ask because I'm a woman my, my thought in that was is that, you know, I was going to ask if you feel like the pageantry system is antiquated considering we had a first lady who used to Google her naked pictures, but I digress. <laughs> I was sitting here listening to you talk about your journey and in that I was thinking that perhaps your theme would be um, detour does not mean dead end because mm -hmm. while the path that you ended up on put you on a different trajectory, it did not, it was not a dead end to you. So my question to you is for teen moms that are listening right now who feel like they're on this detour and they are weighted um, the way society wants them to carry this burden of shame, what encouraging words can you give to inspire them to view this as simply a detour and not a dead end? Mm, I love that. So I'm actually in the process with Israel's Promised Land Foundation working on um, a way to um, fundraise money. You know, I'm underneath um, non-disclosure on that, but I'm coming for those ladies. I want to make sure that we have um, housing for them. I want to make sure that we have training for them and um, curriculum and development development programs um, for those young women. When I was younger, um, there is only actually two places in the United States that actually are like job corps facilities for women with um, with children. And so I believe it is something that takes place and it's something that's hidden. Sometimes women have chosen to take abortions. Other times what we find is, you know, one in seven of those girls actually are only one out of seven of those girls go on to college and finish. And only two out of seven of those girls actually finish high school. And what we find is um, five out of seven of those girls actually end up in domestic violence relationships, drug and alcohol abuse and suicidal or, you know, um, uh, drug and drug and alcohol substance um, uh, intake, you know, high in, intake, which ends up, you know, having like cirrhosis of the liver. So we have all of those stats in our organization and we find it um, that we don't want women, young girls to find themselves helpless and hopeless. And because I had a mom, if I had to go back to that she wrote, 
that, you know, let me know that God is the way to the truth and the light. And she stood by me. She never left me. She helped me with my daughter. Um, I was able to successfully go on and finish high school, go on to college, you know, go into, you know, international business management. And that's what helped me, much like my daughter, who's able to come to um, and be a manipreneur at this event. It's because of my knowledge that I'm able to stir my young 12-year-old daughter in the right direction. So, um, so to answer that question directly is that I want to be that face that girls are able to say that Francesca Sparkle did it, so can I, because I didn't have that face. I didn't even have Sarah Jake's face at the time. So now she's my Shiro because I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad that you can stand there proud and say that I made a choice that was not wise at the time, but a beautiful child of hers named Malachi came from that and a beautiful child by the name of Evelyn came from me and that they will go on and with our torch, finish the journey. Two snaps and a twist. Okay. Okay, we can still do it. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, your last name is, you know, you're saying sparkle, but I'm telling you, you should be hashtag shine bright because that is the message. And right, I like love it. Shine bright. Awesome. But by no way do we encourage, once again, you know, for um, youth promiscuity, but, you know, underneath that, if no one's comfortable talking about the pain, the mental health, you know, like you have to be okay with knowing the things that took place that added. And we, we really have to get to the root of finding out the things that took place within our children. You know, for me, it was molestation and it led to a teenage um, promiscuity. But those are things that we have to seek out in our children to find out what's happening. Why are they you know, um, chasing love in those areas because it does become a snowball effect and it was not easy for me to get here today. But so that is what we really want to target within our young girls is making sure that they feel loved and take the time to, to, to focus in on that detour and not make any more poor decisions. Love it. I love it. I love it. You know, a conversation for a different day different audience. We also got to get our young men in the room because as Nick Cannon has demonstrated, a woman can have one baby in a year, but how many can a man have? Mm. Okay. You know, so we got to get it, but we are at the end of this. Time flies when I'm with the Toyas and Janet. Time just speeds up like come on with it. It's always, it's always here. Um, so we are... I guess what we're going to give everybody their final their final say so. Yeah. All right, Shakira. So two minutes. What what is your what is your final share for the lovely audience? Yeah, uh, I'm going to take a page out of Nike's book, and I'm going to say just do it. I come across so many entrepreneurs and dreamers, and the thing that's holding them back is a fear of failure, but. Failure is not a terrible thing. It's an amazing thing. It's not a stop. It's a detour. Um, so do the thing that inspires you. Do the thing that you truly want to do and have some intention behind it. And you'll be great. Love it. I love it. She said it all with that little smile. She, just, <laughs> she did it. I love it. Absolutely. Failure is great. Failure is Failure great. great. Thank, Thank you. You must fail. Yeah, yeah. You must fail. Thank you. 
Yeah, you know, um, mistakes are one of the greatest teachers in life. And so you definitely cannot negate the lessons that are learned. Because as my mom say, a bought lesson is better than a taught lesson any day. And when you really make those mistakes that affect you, that's the same as a bought lesson. So I love it. So we're going to go to Miss. I'd like to sidebar that. The greatest mistake. I'd like to sidebar that. The greatest mistakes in the Bible got the greatest love out of God. So I'll take a mistake anytime to get closer to him. If there's one man I can be close to. I'll take a mistake or two. I even bump my head and bust it to like me. <laughs> hey, go for it. Go for it. So, I mean, we're going to go to Dr. C. Nicole or Dr. Cheekbone. Take us out with your final um, share. Yeah, I think my final share is learning the power of self-validation. Um, I think we as Black women, you know, we very seldomly will have doors open to us or um, people who are excited to answer when we knock. So I say instead, learn the power of loving yourself, of encouraging yourself, and go ahead and kick that daggone door down. Woo, kick the door down. Yes. I am. I love it. Thank you for for that. Kick the door down. I mean, hey, listen, go for it. Uh, You know, now this is a literal door, people, a disclaimer. (laughs) This is a literal door. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, Francesca, turning it over to you. What is your final here for the audience? Um, just continue to hold your head high because um, your journey's not over. You're just going through. And so as you go through, you just have to keep going through no matter what. And you don't know where life's going to take you. So I'm excited to to meet you because in your journey, you might be here next year and I'll be watching you. Awesome. It's corporate. It's corporate Washington, D.C. That's amazing. Yes, love it. You know, I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like, wow, you know, if girls, I'm just thinking of this collaboration because my mind is always turning. You know, we got these young girls that are on this path that has changed them. We got Francesca who is able to give them some real life experience how to do. Dr. Nicole comes in and is able to tell them, hey, you and your baby can be on this health journey. You just do X, Y, and Z, and you're there. And, of course, Shakira can help them craft their story in a way that it becomes their brand. They have a book, a movie deal. Of course, I get 10% of all of it because this is my <laughs> right idea. And the toys and Janet are going to um, cover it. The new hey, hey. collaboration is yes. what it is. I, you can put me in a room with anyone. I can think of the collaboration to all of you lovely ladies, I'm so humbled that you have decided to be a part of my um, event, Women of Influence. The words that you were able to share today in this short time span have proven beyond reasonable doubt of why you are definitely an influencer in business and in your community. I thank you for sharing your gifts and your times with all of us. To the viewers and listeners of this episode, you need to get your ticket. Why are you sitting there playing with me? Get your ticket because I do have a special discount code just for the Sotiful listeners. Um, Discount code Sotiful. Go to the website www.woisummit.net. Purchase your ticket. Put in a little discount code. Save a few dollars and get in this room because this is where you need to be in 2023. 
set all of these goals. You're going to get healthy. You're going to start a business. You're going to save money. You're going to do all the things. I have people in the room who are ready to share knowledge with you to help you achieve that and more in 2023. So that is my final spiel. Give Toya's and Janet back their show. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Like you said, Kim, everything that we need, it's in the room. It's in the room. We're all, we all have our part. And so I'm just so appreciative to be, to play my little part. So bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Have a beautiful evening.